Welcome to Technovation, a weekly conversation with people who are shaping the technology landscape. I'm Peter High, president of Meta Strategy, advisor to technology executives, Forbes columnist, book author, and your host. Each episode of Technovation features insights from top executives and thought leaders at the intersection of business, technology, and innovation. If you like what you hear, we'd be grateful if you give us a rating on iTunes or through whatever other source you use for podcasts. And please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you. My guest this week is Vittorio Cretella. Vittorio is the Chief Information Officer of Procter & Gamble, a nearly $68 billion consumer packaged goods company. As CIO, Vittorio's role is to drive the company's digital transformation at full speed and with a clear purpose, which he describes as providing its consumers with engaging experiences and creating growth and value in the process. Prior to joining P&G, Vittorio was, among other roles, the global CIO of Mars. In this interview, we discuss his purview as CIO, how he made the most of his first 100 days in the role, and his thoughts on how the CIO role is evolving. We discuss the impact of COVID-19, including the three principles that are guiding the company through the pandemic, and how COVID-19 has accelerated the company's technology plans. We also cover the two-pronged approach to P&G's digital transformation, the importance of building and maintaining internal expertise, Vittorio's take on deep learning and machine learning, and a variety of other topics. Before we get to our interview, I wanted to introduce you to Timothy Casby. Timothy is the former chief information officer of companies like Reliance Industries, Sears, and Trexon and the Warehouse Group. He's one of a handful of CIOs to rise to the top echelons of a company, in his case as president of an enterprise software company called Zoho. Timothy wanted to share a brief perspective from Zoho. Timothy, take it away. Thank you, Peter. Martin Sorrell, the founder of WPP, recently said, that businesses that were probably hesitant to move forward on digital because things were going reasonably well and they didn't really want to disrupt things, that now is out of the window. He says, if you have historic cost write-off, get it out of the way and accelerate your digital transformation. And Peter, this is coming from a marketing guy, not a tech guru. What we do at Zoho is that we take the expensive cloud discussion off the table. As a culture, we take care of every lowest common denominator cost-wise to make sure that enterprises can afford our solutions as well as deploy them across the entire value chain. Be it your customer or be it your help desk or security or even something as simple as your signature. Zoho's affordability ensures that no pandemic, no adversity, nothing should stop digital transformation in the enterprise. Companies like Facebook, Tesla, Amazon, NASA, these all leading companies and hundreds of thousands others globally are taking advantage of our cloud platform to run and transform their businesses. Thanks, Timothy. And now on to the interview. Vittorio Cretello, welcome to Technovation. It's wonderful to speak with you today. Likewise, Peter. Thank you. Uh, uh, Vittorio, you are um, the Chief Information Officer of Procter & Gamble, and I thought we'd begin there with your current role, uh, a role that you took on in January of 2020. Uh, Talk a bit about your purview as CIO. Yeah, uh, my role at P&G as leader of the IT function is to drive digital transformation at full speed and with a clear purpose. And the purpose of digital transformation at PNG is to provide our consumers with engaging experiences, um, increasingly engaging experiences, and creating growth 
and value in the process. And most important at PNG, I and we don't see digital transformation as a standalone initiative, but rather an essential enabler which is embedded in every part of our integrated growth strategy. Vittorio, as I mentioned, uh, you joined PNG in January of 2020. And what an eventful few months it has been, only a number of weeks into your tenure, did uh, the, the world face this now uh, pandemic and enormous challenges to, to individuals and to businesses. And um, I'm curious how your team is doing and how, how your team is involved in ensuring the resiliency of, of P&G and, and continuing to help bring, bring your products to customers during this time. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it has been in uh, interesting three months. I joined uh, PNG on January 7th, and uh, mid March we went on lockdown here in um, the, in North America. Um, but let me say first, uh, most important in these unprecedented times, everything we do uh, at PNG uh, in the IT functions and across the company is uh, guided by three core principles. Uh, the first one, uh, protecting the health and well-being of PNG people. Uh, the second, making sure consumers are served around the world because they count a lot on our brands and the benefits they provide right now. And the third, last but not least, supporting the communities, um, and especially the relief agencies and the people who are on the front lines of this uh, pandemic. And if we do all that together, you know, uh, we make sure that PNG is there for the employees, consumer, and communities that have always been there for us. Now, from a technology point of view, uh, COVID has accelerated our plans even further, and we, uh, as an IT function, are playing a critical role, um, particularly as we work to protect our people and serve our consumers. So let me call out three areas. Um, the first one is uh, remote working and collaboration. And as we work to enable uh, us to protect the health and well-being of our people, um, we have activated our remote working collaboration platforms um, and uh, have all our workers, uh, office workers, uh, are working remotely right now. So based on our experience in China early on, we invested, we further invested in our cloud-based communication and collaboration platforms ahead of uh, COVID hitting elsewhere in the world. Uh, and we have been able to support all knowledge workers, you know, remotely with on top of that positive feedback and an increase in adoption of our video collaboration um, and remote sharing capabilities. Now, what's interesting is that the impact on adoption has been massive as every employee uh, now realizes how much can be done virtually. And I believe this will stay beyond the crisis um, and challenging some unnecessary travel in the future. And for the many of us who have been advocating the benefits of virtual collaboration tools for many years, this is a watershed moment, right? Um, and so remote working is clearly very common across uh, many industries. The other very important technology capability uh, in these times is uh, data centricity. And uh, specifically our analytics and machine learning capability and how they help in these ambiguous and uncertain times, uh, which, have, uh, which the organization has not so much experience with. And so, as you may have read and heard on the recent earning calls, we experienced 
increasing consumer demand for our products. Um, we had 5% increase over the previous year period uh, in the quarter. And our plans in North America uh, to serve our consumer, to provide uh, the benefits of our products, that we're shipping 22% more in March versus the monthly average of the previous year. Now, our data platforms and machine learning capabilities are providing extreme value and making us agile during this crisis, helping to ensure production, distribution, and availability of the brands, uh, making sure that our consumer find them on shelf. And on top of that, data algorithms are providing visibility to, to stay, which is needed to stay in front and deal uh, with uh, the disruption of the supply chain. Now we do that uh, with our data scientists and business analysts combining signals from both existing and new data sources and uh, deriving predictions uh, that both our sales and um, product supply teams can act upon. And um, this capability to understand consumer behavior, shopping patterns, demand patterns, uh, especially online, proved really valuable during a spike of uh, online shopping, uh, which was um, you know, triggered by the, the social distance, the need of uh, uh, social distancing. So these tools, in, you know, this data platform have really helped production distribution availability at the time when the consumers need most our brands. Last but not least, the third area that I will mention where we see technology playing a key role is online consumer engagement. And um, we experienced a significant increase of e-commerce sales um, versus uh, traditional uh, retail channels. Um, again, triggered by the need um, of social distancing. And um, in China, which is one of the key markets, for instance, we have 35% growth. Um, and we also see, uh, so as part of that uh, trend, uh, the emergence of different consumer habits. During and in some markets, uh, like China, post lockdown. Now, all that requires a, a good omnichannel presence on the e-retailer website. Uh, need to make sure that our brands are present and available to consumers. Uh, I believe that uh, this part of that will stay, and we have seen a permanent shift in the percentage of the business that in the future is going to be done uh, through e-commerce. And we believe that's a good thing. Now, obviously, when I speak about e-commerce, I speak about uh, both omni-channel, uh, the, the whole omni-channel spectrum, and so both uh, online as well as click and pick and all forms of variety of e-commerce. Now, the great benefits of technologies that we've invested um, since a long time in the one-to-one -one relationship with our consumers, and we build the platform to nurture that relationship. Uh, and so not only that, provided us a way of uh, uh, giving consumers availability of the products, uh, but also maintaining that one-to-one -one relationship will leverage it. Uh, one great example uh, is what we did with the Pampers Club app, you know, providing advice to our future moms, continuing to provide advice to our future moms during these stressful times. And so not only the platform provide access to products, but also uh, uh, advice to our consumers. So those are three examples. Uh, those are symptomatic of, uh, and, and the reason why I believe 
this pandemic will accelerate uh, investment and focus in digital transformation in the month to come. Um, and at the same time, I also believe that um, digital transformation and automation will continue to, continue to drive efficiency right? so that um, uh, we continue to obtain savings to the bottom lines, which will help with any likely economic headwinds ahead. Very interesting. And really highlights uh, your, your examples, Vittorio, uh, highlight the great work, though, though no one on the IT team would have anticipated that the next downturn would take this shape or that would uh, test uh, technology and virtual work and introduce all sorts of, uh, you know, opportunities as well as issues um, as they have. But it appears as though the work that IT has been doing leading into this has actually prepared it well for this transition. Is that a, a fair way of, of uh, uh, synopsizing what you just said? Yes, I think that um, our strategic choices and our directions are paying back and are providing uh, opportunities to serve our consumers and also protect our employees uh, through technology. Um, so our, our digital transformation direction, what we're gonna do, uh, uh, that is providing benefits today and at the same time, what happened today reinforced the need to continue in, uh, and with digital transformation journey. Yeah, very interesting. I, so you ha you've had a very non-traditional first 100 days with the organization. You mentioned that uh, you joined on January 7th of this year, and it's roughly two months later that uh, the um, many people were asked to leave offices and work from home, et cetera. Um, oftentimes, it's during that first quarter or first several months within a job that one goes to visit, in your case, production facilities, offices around the world, meet with executives who are your new peers and people who you uh, are, are to collaborate with. I wonder how this has changed the way in which you have you know, continued to learn this business, continued to meet with um, your constituents and, and colleagues around the world. Um, talk a bit about about that aspect of this coming up to speed within PNG. Sure, and uh, I retain myself very lucky. Uh, I had two months to capitalize on, uh, to engage with the organization and its stakeholders before we went into lockdown and we were all virtual. But I will, I will elaborate later why I think that there is a continuum and working virtually doesn't necessarily mean that we um, um, we um, uh, are penalized in those uh, relationships. Right? Um, and so uh, I made sure in my first 100 day that I reached out to all stakeholders and peers, um, establishing the connections you need uh, to be effective in the role. And I must say those connections um, were all based on a mutual passion to address business challenges and uh, take business opportunities. So I did that with the, 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 my peers, and at the same time, I invested in engaging deeply with the IT teams to understand our capabilities in depth and what are the challenges we face um, with our digital transformation plan. So it was a bit quite demanding, um, demanding uh, first three months to engage with so many people in a short period of time. But you know, it, it's an investment that pays dividends. Number one, on mutual trust. Number two, on alignment of objectives, and uh, really helped to jumpstart the definition of our digital strategy going forward. You've highlighted some of the 
the uh, areas where the organization is focused or redoubled efforts as a result of the current crisis. Are there other aspects of the, the plans that you're developing from a digital transformation and an IT strategy perspective that uh, you can share with us? Sure. I'll say the priority in progressing digital transformation at PNG is with a two-pronged approach. On one end, build digital capabilities, and on the other end, activate them at speed. So digital capabilities for a global CPG company like PNG includes uh, building the omnichannel stack to engage with the consumers, transform retail experience with our customers, automate and augment all of our processes from manufacturing to distribution to back office, and last but not least, digitizing the innovation process, uh, and in that leveraging some of the intelligent products and services that we showcase every year at CES. Now, on the consumer side, we know that consumers want a highly personalized experience for branded services, and, um, and we can rely on millions of consumers who opt into a direct relationship with PNG knowing that we are diligent stewards and custodians of their personal data, and we use them with the primary and solely purpose to create better experiences for that. Now we connect those data to personalized experiences across the marketing and e-commerce omnichannel stack, uh, providing relevant content and offerings that matter for each of them. Um, and that's an example of one of the capabilities that I that I mentioned. All those are built on robust foundation, and one that is crucial is data and analytics and machine learning engines. So we leverage our cloud-powered data lake, which serve descriptive information and leverage algorithm to give predictive insights on large volume of internal and external data points, talking about approximately eight, eight petabytes of data. In our, in our data lake. We cannot achieve that with silos of information. So our primary focus going forward is to further consolidate um, our uh, core data lake and uh, data repository so that we make decisions as timely as possible um, and therefore uh, implement near real-time data integration of data points. Now, once we have that real-time uh, data integration, we can leverage those predictions and inject them uh, into our processing and system. Uh, as, for example, in the case of promotional planning, allowing our employees uh, the space and time to focus on exceptions, right? So being served those predictions directly in the, in the systems of record, in the system of engagement they use every day, and so that they can optimize uh, their work and focus on exceptions. And obviously, other foundational besides data include continue to develop our cloud migration, uh, continue to develop our uh, risk management approach and the cybersecurity capabilities and data privacy capabilities. And last but not least, making sure that um, uh, we increase digital fluency uh, across uh, all our, our PNG people. Now, those are the digital capabilities. For activation, we are laser focused on use case. Uh, there's a use case driven approach and what matters most for each of our categories of market. And, and for this, I know uh, we can rely on IT employees who are business technologists and work side by side and must work side by side with our categories and markets. 
And so from an organization point of view, our action plan is twofold. Number one, ensuring we build and maintain internal expertise. Because I personally believe that it's good to delegate operational capabilities to third parties, but it's never good to abdicate expertise. And so it's always important to maintain a level of internal expertise. And second, make sure that um, we have proximity to our categories and business units. In line with the, the way P&G operating model has evolved and quite successfully. Um, and so working closely with the business unit, units, using very often an agile approach um, that can deliver uh, you know, activities initiative in weeks. Uh, what used to be de delivered in months now is delivered in weeks. Um, but above all, I think is continue to develop a talented IT organization and also encourage a healthy culture of open collaboration, partnership, and support. Because, you, you know, I always say technology alone doesn't change things, people do, and developing talent must be the primary objective of, of all good CIOs. I, uh, Vittorio, you, speaking of uh, the responsibilities of good CIOs, you, you've been a CIO for quite some time or, or chief technology officer. Your, your time, uh, you, you spent uh, nearly 26 and a half years with Mars. Uh, where you were the CTO dating back to, to mid-2002. You were a CIO of the Wrigley business and then the global chief information officer for four and a half years dating back to uh, 2013. And I'm wondering, as somebody who has such a, a wealth of experience as a technology executive, how you've seen the role of CIO evolve across your tenure? I think it's um, uh, it, it, in a world where technology has become an integral part of the business recipe for success. The role of CIO is more relevant than ever. Um, and, and what's very important these days, the CIO has a unique responsibility, which is connecting the dots between technology and business opportunities. Um, and in, in a notion of rapid technology change, it is key and important and to maintain the focus on the business and the why, right? Uh, which is as important as delivering the what. Um, and, and so the why we do things, what is the use case, and how can we apply technology um, to a business strategy is what I think, well, the CIO, I believe, uh, make a difference um, these days. Um, and you need to add passion technology. My advice um, uh, to uh, any CIO starting their career is to embrace change, but also be passionate about what you do. Uh, because passion is something contagious, right? And not only you, but your teams, your peers, your stakeholders, the whole organization will find energy in it, uh, which is the energy you need to drive change. That's very well said. As you look to the future, uh, what are some additional, you've mentioned a number of, of uh, important trends that your organization uh, is leveraging, analytics, uh, machine learning, you, you went through some, some important aspects of that. You talked about the, uh, the technologies behind enabling remote work. Uh, you talked about uh, e-commerce and, and the omni-channel approach uh, that the PNG is doubling down on during these times and, and seeing validation of, of, of important investments made in the past. Uh, talk a bit about as you look to the future as somebody who is deeply immersed and passionate about uh, technology, as you mentioned, what are some trends that particularly excite you as you look to the future? 
One thing I'm fascinated by is the progress of machine learning, and specifically what will be next with unsupervised deep learning. Um, if you look at um, the majority of machine learning applications these days, uh, those are built on traditional supervised machine learning algorithms, uh, which basically leverage uh, label data, uh, set of data that um, we, we label and, um, and we leverage um, uh, to, to derive predictions. I believe the next breakthrough will be when we can effectively apply deep learning to industry use cases. Um, and we see already some early examples um, uh, like optical recognition algorithm that improve quality manufacturing. Um, and while deep learning today is not as developed as traditional machine learning, I believe the potential is huge. And when we are able to crack it, it will unleash game-changing capabilities to grow the business and create value. The other thing that really excites me is uh, the possibility to use technology to create great consumer experiences. Um, and we have always been putting consumer at the center. Uh, so reinventing experiences and changing consumer expectation is the hallmark of PNG's innovation. Uh, because everything starts with winning with consumers and shoppers at the zero, first, you know, second, and you name it, moment, moment of truth. Uh, when they became aware of the brands, when they find them online or on the shelf, when they purchase them in a store or online, and especially when they use them in their home. And technology now provides a way of uh, keeping that conversation lively and deep across the whole journey. So winning, winning those critical moments requires insight that then leads to action and then in the end to competitive advantage and better experience for, for our consumers. Well, Vittorio Cristello, thank you so much for taking time with me today and sharing a bit about your, your experience across your career more specifically the experience now here in your first few months with Procter & Gamble, uh, the remarkable work that you and your team are doing during this time of, uh, of crisis. Uh, it's been a great conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Have a good day. Thanks for tuning in. Please join me next week when my guest will be Scott Spradley, the Chief Technology Officer of Tyson Foods.